Hey guys, what's up? This is Ryan White on Happy Hour with Ryan. We're going to open up pre-show episode number 10. A uh, quick moment. Uh, definitely want to remember thoughts and prayers. Um, a young individual was murdered in downtown Austin, Texas yesterday while pushing his wife, Whitney, who is a quadriplegic in a wheelchair uh, during a uh, Black Lives Matter march. A driver opened fire, shot 10 times and left the scene. Um, Garrett ended up uh, passing away shortly after. So uh, definitely remember the name Garrett Foster. Um, If you do want to learn more about this, um, this shooting yesterday, definitely check it out online. Uh, Definitely you can uh, see it on any social media platform. Um, very, very sad. Uh, peace definitely be with their families at this time. And we'll give a, uh, just a, uh, about a 10 second, um, moment of silence for him and, uh, his family there. Well, I do have some good news, actually. I uh, want to give a shout out to Erica and Brandon Flower. Uh, welcome their new baby, uh, Scarlett, uh, healthy baby girl. Uh, definitely can't wait to see her. Uh, and I forgot to cover this uh, last week on the pre-show. So uh, all the best to them. Uh, they're going to be the cutest family. I'm going to jump into the sports here. So the uh, NBA starts this week, July 30th, a new game. A new atmosphere, uh, 22 teams all are in Orlando, uh, had some games going on this past week, um, so we got some sports underway, I know people have been pretty anxious for that, also MLB opening uh, day got underway this weekend, <clears throat> a lot of games and whatnot, so yeah, and I, it kind of slipped up on me. Uh, didn't realize it was it, it was this close and turned on the TV and I was like, oh wow, it's uh, Major League Baseball going on. So uh, I know everybody's uh, really glad to have some sports back. Mike Tyson is uh, getting back in the ring. I don't know if you guys saw, there's some videos posted of him just, just going ham on the back uh, training. Now Tyson is 54. Record of 50 and 6. Last fight was uh, over 10 years ago. But he's scheduled to go in an exhibition match against Roy Jones Jr. Eight rounds, uh, September 12th, Dignity Sports Park in Carson, California. The fight is going to be on pay-per-view. But also on another broadcast platform, Triller, uh, they plan to do actually a 10-episode doc series leading up to the big fight. Uh, so definitely look out for that. Uh, definitely see what Tyson has got in the ring. Uh, he's been in several movies. Uh, if you remember a kickboxing movie with Van Damme, um, they did another one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it was independent, went straight to DVD. But anyway, he was in one of the kickboxer films they did too. He was on the, the last one that they released a couple years ago. And then, of course, he's been in The Hangover a couple times. But, uh, yeah, kind of anxious to see what Tyson's going to do, uh, see if he still got it. I mean, he's moving around pretty good, so uh, definitely want to see that fight on September 12th this year. 
Well, I want to get to our guest. Won't waste any more time. Uh, Wendy is our guest for episode 10. Uh, she is actually from Germany and um, she now lives in the U.S. with her husband uh, in Mississippi. So she's going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, it was a really good podcast. We kind of got into uh, her background, culture, um, you know, living at home, how that was, uh, family life, and also her journey into the U.S. Um, and, and as far as like, uh, you know, how, how it was uh, culturally, you know, going from uh, one country to another. So it's very interesting uh, podcast. Uh, so without further ado, we'll be back. Uh, Wendy will be joining us and she's on deck on Happy Hour with Ryan. Wendy. Oh, wow. This is crazy. Yes, it is, <laughs> isn't it? Welcome aboard. Happy Hour. Thanks for, for joining the show. That's so awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So we'll to start off. How are you guys doing with COVID in Mississippi right now? You're in Mississippi, right? Yeah, I'm in uh, Mississippi. <laughs> okay, how, how's it going there? Oh, you know, it's all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, until like last week or two weeks ago, they had no restrictions, nothing. I mean, they really? closed down the restaurants for a little while Okay. for like only takeout, but not very long and no one really like wore masks <clears throat> much. I mean, at Kroger, you saw some people at Walmart, mm-hmm. you barely saw anyone with a mask on. Oh, so wow. we basically just now started. You guys just started? Because <laughs> I, I feel like we've been in this bubble, like, doing that for, oh, gosh. Like, we started out with takeout only and then transitioned into eventually. It was, like, almost a month and a half, it feels like. Right. Or two months before. And, uh, I mean, from <clears throat> because we're living on base. And mm-hmm. from the base regulations, mm-hmm. I've been on or we've been on lockdown since March already. And we're, right. we we haven't been allowed to go anywhere without masks. No one's allowed on base without a DOD ID. Oh, well. And um, <clears throat> we're all working from home. So my husband and I have home. been stuck at the house since March. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you really you guys probably haven't been out that much then? No, like until last week or 10 days ago mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to leave base further than one and a half hours now we're up to two and a half hours oh my gosh and we can't go in any stores or anything outside of town so if we leave for like two and a half hours it's just like outdoor recreation kind of stuff like going hiking or to a lake or something like that so you guys are really restricted as far as yeah the, uh... <laughs> i'm happy about yeah. it though because that's the only <clears throat> way you can like end this whole thing you know i feel like people i don't know like, as far as like, you know, and you're from Germany, right? So, right. Like, I feel like I saw a post on Facebook and people are just like laughing at us because it seems like they kind of, <laughs> and I don't know, I, I hear like everybody elsewhere has got it controlled and we just feel like we're just running around with our, our heads cut off, you, you know, whatnot. Um, how, how's it going back home? Have you spoke with anybody back home about how it's going or? Yeah, I mean, I'm talking to my family a whole lot, but. Their situation has gotten a whole lot better. I know that like last week, I think it was my mom said they were down to about 500 cases a day. Okay. So like compared to 60,000 in the States, it's just a huge difference. (laughs) 
I know it's unreal. <laughs> when you like legit look at the curve, you know, of yeah. like when they like did the whole what's it called like graph of like the cases a day. Yeah. It legit yeah. went like down, down. Like, oh my god! It's legit like a down curve, and now it's at the bottom, like sneaking along. So yeah, Germany really kind of did a good job, and they've been on um, they were on a full lockdown for like a month or one and a half. With okay. you can't leave the house without a mask, and mm-hmm. um, they were allowed to like go out, but no mm-hmm. more than two people together. Okay, and that kind of really worked out for them, I guess, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. their restaurants are back open, their cases are down. Oh, um, they still don't really know how school's gonna happen, but school in Germany doesn't start back up until September. Their okay. their summer break just started, so. Okay, okay. So I kind of wanted to start, uh, and in most podcasts, the people I have is basically like, how do we get this journey in life and whatnot? So I kind of want to start, um, and of course, we went back here where you're at there in Mississippi, but um, kind of want to start in, like I said, from Germany. Uh, what, I guess, town or city are you from specifically <laughs> in Germany? I don't think many people will know this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm from the South, like about okay. uh, like an hour from the Austrian border, one and a half hours from the Swiss border, Okay. one and a half hours from the French border oh, wow. um, in the mountains, tiny little village of 800 people. <laughs> also, that's extremely small because I remember like where I, where I kind of grew up, it was like, it was it was around nine hundred, maybe less than that. So dang, I had no clue, man. <laughs> yeah, like so it was. It, I mean, it was a little culture coming to Little Rock, but you said eight hundred. Okay, um, yeah. how, how was life like at home as far as you know uh, having any siblings and then parents? How, how did all that go? Kind of go down there. Yeah, I have. Well, technically, I have six siblings. <laughs> okay, all six. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, I grew up with originally my parents and two sisters, and I have a brother that was stillborn. Oh, and okay. so it was basically just the three of us, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the middle one. I have okay. a sister that's three years older and a sister that's six years younger. Okay. And when I was 15, 16, my parents split up. And when my mom brought her new now husband of like, I think almost 10 years now, man. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> how, how'd you how'd you deal with the split? Um, Not good, parents? man. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know that happens. Um, I don't know the the ratio percentage, but um, so not doing too well. So did did you and your siblings split up or did everyone stay kind of together as far as with your siblings or? Well, yeah. So my little sister, she was only like eight years old. So she stayed with my mom. I stayed with my mom. I always claimed I'm staying with the house. Like, gotcha. Whoever's staying in the house, that's where I'm staying. I'm not leaving my life and I'm not going to choose anyone. Okay. And my big sister and my mom, they, well, specifically me and my big sister, we didn't have a very good relationship and my big sister and my mom didn't either. So it just came to a point where my big sister and us got in a big old fight. And what what was that? What was that from? Was it any like, um, just like that sibling robbery or a lot of things, I guess. Yeah. We just we just were very different and had very okay. different opinions of life. Of different things so, in life, yeah. Yeah, it just <laughs> certain things. My sister also has like a condition. She has um, narcolepsy. Okay, yeah. And Sleep I deprived think or 
sleep yeah and i think she had to just deal with a lot of for one depression because of Mm -hmm. that and for Mm -hmm. the other thing the medicine that she was taking was really terrible like it made her aggressive it made her upset oh wow she just took really terrible medicine too so it just wasn't a good vibe and there Mm -hmm. just came the day where it was agreed that she would have to move in with my dad because it just oh, didn't work out at it just home. Didn't work and yeah. right. Gotcha. So she left, and then it was just me and my little sister. Mm-hmm. And then my mom brought the new boyfriend that I was trying to boycott as much as I could. Yep, and I know how that goes. <laughs> I well, I didn't, I didn't have well. Uh, so uh, it was just me and my mom, and then like, uh, I mean, she dated, and then uh, I didn't have a stepdad till uh, first year out of college, really. Oh, yeah, so I know how that goes. How, how did you adjust? Um, not really, or... I don't know, man. It was so when he first came, it was just all really quick. Like, my mom <laughs> and my dad decided they wanted to split in like early, I think it was 2006. Seven, yeah, early okay. two thousand seven, I think. Okay. And in and my dad stayed a while until he moved out because it was my sister's um, first communion. My little sisters and oh. in southern Germany, everyone's Catholic, so that was like a big deal. Well, that's what making religion there, uh, right? Okay. And so they didn't want to destroy her first communion, so mm-hmm. um, they decided for us to pretend my big sister and I knew but the little sister didn't know and we were just all mm-hmm. pretending and it all kind of escalated right after the first communion and that's when my dad then moved out which was like Aprilish, I guess and mm-hmm. in June July we found out that my mom already had a new boyfriend so it was just really really quick <laughs> really quick and trying to adjust I'm like oh you yeah. know dad is now you know the new boyfriend okay okay right. and uh how, how uh as far as like school um were you like popular kid or no or kind of just, okay okay you kind of uh, got along with I was everybody the or... kid. me and me and my friends we were the misfits y'all were the misfits okay the groups. okay we okay. were just a we were originally we we're like a group of six girls now we're down to five i think okay. everyone kind of distanced herself from us but we were just a really weird freaking group all six of us were so different but yeah equally unliked by the rest of the schools <laughs> Oh wow! So they just uh, they jealousy maybe or just like eh? They think they're all there. <laughs> Some mean girls are. No, no, there always <laughs> has to be someone that's being bullied. Like bullies oh, always yeah. need someone they can take it out on. And yeah. I guess we were just the the lucky pick. I guess I don't think there was much to be jealous of. Uh, right. <laughs> like we were just. Yeah. My mom always said like I was presented on a gold platter because I'm easily provoked and stuff okay. like that. And I guess they just like picking on people that would react to it clearly, you know? <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And did you did you move to uh you know, like usually there's like split with the parents, like you end up in you know, multiple schools or right. you know, there's you know, you're made like I've heard of people being troublemakers. Uh so did you stay in the same school or did you yeah, migrate to I different Yeah, I stayed schools? in the same school. My my I stayed with my mom. I stayed at the same house. So my for me my life didn't change except for my dad being gone and he mm-hmm. only moved literally our village belongs to a town. Okay. And he moved into that town back with his parents with my grandparents. So we oh, were okay. technically only like 5 minutes away from each other. Understandable. Okay. And then uh your teen years, how how was that? Uh pretty cool or uh crazy. Crazy, crazy <laughs> part partying. Like how is it like like I know I guess and I kinda wanna get some comparisons like so high schoolers here, 
you know, turns, you know, sweet 16, you know, they're ready to get their, you know, permit to drive or maybe they get a right. new car and, you know, they're meeting with friends on the weekend. How is it there as far as very the, folk, the culture? Very different. What do you guys do? <laughs> yeah. What do you guys do? I'm, I guess high schoolers on the weekend. What, what What's that like? I mean, in Germany, we don't have a driver's license until we're 18. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. But we do get to drink when we're 16. What? And like, I've always been believe. curious. Yeah, I've been curious. What is that? Like, is that just a law? I don't know if that was in Germany. I know that was, is that in England as well? Or I'm not sure what I'm the age is. Germany, okay. um, wine and beer, everything okay. but hard liquor is with 16. And then with 18, it's everything. Oh, my goodness. And so <laughs> it's the same way with like clubs and bars, because mm-hmm. there's like in Germany, there's like a legal age for certain times. Like if you're if you're under 16, let me think real quick. Yeah, if you're under 16, you have to leave a bar or a restaurant or a or a club even before 10 p.m. Certain time of the night. If yeah. you're 16 to 18, it's midnight. And then past 18, it's whatever. So yeah. everything is like, I always kind of feel like because everything's legal and normal <laughs> and regular, there's not mm-hmm. as much craziness going on. And like, we don't have like house parties that escalate and stuff because we can literally <laughs> go to bars, you know, like it's legal for us to be drinking with 16. So like, it's just gotcha. a deal. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Maybe there have been some house parties that did escalate, but I don't think it's as extreme as it is in America. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you see the movies in the in, in the shows. Right. I, I didn't really technically take my first drink till I was in, in, in college and I was uh, 18 so, and, and I, I mean, people probably in my uh, school had access. Uh, I didn't drink at party. I was kind of the, the the goody the goody kid. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you could just imagine that, people are like, "Wow, you're so different now." And I it's was, so oh, funny because you, you are legit the hype man. You know, <laughs> when I think of like our pool days in 2016, the guy that yep, came in yep. with the shots and the head mixed drinks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, I'm sure people are like, "What the heck?" Like, I, it's just like a complete transformation for me uh, personally. Um, but uh, how, how was as far as uh, okay? So uh, you get through high school. Um, so do you know what you want to do kind of post, uh, high school, college, or how's it over there as far as colleges? And yeah, our school system is very different than American Mm -hmm. school system. Um, Mm -hmm. each state in Germany has their own law in terms of school, but the state where I'm from, you go to primary school until you're in fourth grade. So you're nine years old Uh and then the school chooses, according to your abilities, what next school you can go to. And there's three choices. Mm-hmm. One is like the, they call it main school, Hauptschule, which is the lowest kind. And you go up until ninth grade when you're going to be 15. Yeah. 15. Right. And with that, you can only get into, like, if you have that degree, you can only get into, like, trade schools, like electrician, plumber, things like okay. that. Gotcha. There is middle school, which is what I attended where you go to school until 10th grade, you're going to graduate mm-hmm. at 16. And with mm-hmm. that, you can do any kind of school in Germany except for university. And you can get any degree except for, you know, bachelor's, master's at university. Right. And then the highest school, you go until 13th grade and you're going mm-hmm. to be 19 when you graduate. And that's 
the degree you need in order to go to university. Like if an American came to Germany, they can't attend university until they have this either uh, what's the degree called before a ma- oh associates associates. Well, you got yeah, associates, or you have bachelor's, master's, college doctor. classes yeah. or something. Otherwise, you wouldn't be allowed to go to German university just for a high school degree wow so i have associate uh, i guess if i were to come (laughs) yeah you'd be you'd be fine (laughs) and you probably have like i I guess that i don't know if they let like working experience count as credit too or Mm -hmm. how they do Mm -hmm. that but so on on top of each of those school choices you can always add up like i did the middle one i graduated with 16 and then i decided to go to another school for three years to do my highest degree to go to university Nice. Okay. And you finished that. How long did that take you? Uh, I was 19 when I graduated. And then I went to college or to university for two and a half years. Okay. I majored in languages, English and German. Okay. And did um, intercultural economic communication. And then Very I quit nice. and then I quit university in my last semester before I got my bachelor's. <laughs> what happened? Like was it just uh you're done like too much school, like I'm just done or what, Yeah, what was, I just what had a full on burnout. Like I burnout. could not deal with it at all. I, I'm I've always mm-hmm. been a very like aim oriented or goal oriented person i legit mm-hmm. have like a 10 year plan and if something goes wrong within that plan i'm losing gotcha. my mind and like mm-hmm. like i can get a little bit crazy and so the whole like when i realized i wasn't going to be done within the three years that i had put myself and all that i kind of yeah. started losing my mind and like spun out a bit and gotcha. so and then on top of that in germany you know university is not the ultimate thing like colleges in america in Germany, mm-hmm. it's actually more so welcome to not go to university and instead get a German degree. Mm-hmm. From, I guess you guys would call it a trade school. I don't know if it really is a trade school. Yeah, you can go like you can get your well, you know, they got the journeyman license, you know, where if you're like a plumber, um, you can go like autos, you know, you can go to like auto school, like less than a couple yeah. of years, maybe it just depends. You know, they got massage school. Uh, and Germany is like literally everything <laughs> except for okay. teacher, doctor and lawyer. You can Ooh, okay. get at a, I guess I'm just going to call it a trade school now. I really don't know what it's called in English. Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. be somewhere between two and a half and four years of school. Mm-hmm. And you do dual systems. So you go to school and you go to work at the same time. Therefore, Yikes. after you graduate, <laughs> you're going to have work experience as well. And that's what I ended up doing after I quit college. I went to the States, stayed in California for half a year. And then I moved to Berlin and worked for a publishing house and got my degree with them okay so uh, and what uh, so so you, and then you wanted and then was california on the list first and was that the first state you came to yeah so that was okay. my first travel to the united states ever at all i was 21 yeah i was 21 oh nice. went to san okay. jose in the silicon valley there you go okay stayed okay. with a family with three kids the mom was actually from germany the dad was from the states and oh wow that's interesting did that just come by just just chance or uh kind what? of i kind okay. of helped them with their kids a bit and was like uh-huh. and all that and <laughs> nice so how was it out there your first taste of like being on u.s soil um did you like it uh what was, was the kind of first impressions 
it was really exciting because like all my life I always felt kind of drawn to the states and thought sooner or later I'm probably going to end up there at least for a while so it was like this big kind of dream come true when you're like that young you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have all these ideas and it was really freaking exciting but honestly except for a road trip with my cousin that I took while I lived there um I didn't do much compared to like when I moved to Little Rock because I was busy with the kids all day and then when I did go out I went out with some friends into town but I didn't do like you know while I lived in California I not once had even gone to a Taco Bell like just like the random regular American stuff I didn't do that I never went to a grocery store because the mom always went shopping while I had the kids. So like uh, those random American experience, I never had them while I stayed there. I always had I was about to say, wouldn't you been like intrigued to like try something or. Uh... I, I went to Target sometimes with the kids. Okay. It was so hot that we couldn't go for a walk because I mean, California heat, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bad. So sometimes it was just too hot for a walk or to stay at the playground. So instead we walked down to Target and like. Mm-hmm. She would sleep in the stroller and I'd go through Target. But that was like the only yeah. kind of like shopping experience. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Like that I never had been crazy. to a Kroger. I never had even been to a Walmart at all. Like, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not goodness even gracious. once had a McDonald's in the States. <laughs> what? I was at I the like airport that's... going back home to Germany. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's maybe like one of the first things. Like I want an American hamburger, cheeseburger. Right, that's what you <laughs> And we did go to Jack in a Box because that's okay, across yep. the street from us. And mm-hmm. when I first came there, another girl was there as well. And she never made friends. So freaking weird. Like, I made so many friends. I met so yep. many awesome people. And mm-hmm. she just never met a single person. Like, it was so weird. And she was... It is weird, yeah. In Germany, she's this typical... You would almost <laughs> call her, like, a sorority sister kind of girl. Like, okay. yeah 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 (laughs) in the states nothing like she was like i don't know if she was shy to meet people from a different culture or what it was okay maybe so or she just never she also never went anywhere by herself like the first Mm -hmm. week after i went there i found out that monday was like an open mic night at a local cafe so i went there Uh like whatever like i didn't know Mm -hmm. people whatever but I met everyone there, you know, and then we exchanged yeah. phone numbers and then we started hanging out and like, I just never had issues with that, but she just clearly had them, I guess. I don't know. So all she did was go to Jack in the Box occasionally by herself and had her mom on the phone or something. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. Oh, really wow. weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So um, you're in California, then you go back to Berlin and then and w- and then was it 2016 you came to Arkansas? Right. So within my training in Berlin, I worked for <laughs> they're the biggest publishing house of Europe, second biggest of the world. They used to be out of <laughs> they're still the second biggest, but I think <laughs> they still are. Yeah. So they have quite a lot of money. So okay. they allow all their students or trainees to go work for someone else they keep paying your income and nice. you can work for someone else and Sweet. so i decided to work for the arkansas hunger relief alliance and go to arkansas <laughs> okay and that brought that brought you over here and that's when we met at the pool right. I, I probably remember about four almost it's crazy four years ago and uh so we have a mutual friend in common that you right. stayed with miss Brittany lockhart <laughs> Yeah, how did that kind of come about? Did, did, again, just by a random. Um, no. You know, 
so a friend of actually so i don't know if you know what couch surfing is i, I do i do okay yeah, so i was on couch surfing the while I stayed in berlin and okay. just had all kinds of people stay with me mm-hmm. and this one guy was coming over after he did his bachelor's in pre-med mm-hmm. and was touring europe jackson and he's from hot springs Okay. And um, he stayed with me. And then mm. after he stayed with me, I kind of like told him that I was coming to the States and I didn't know where I was going yet. Right. Um, but I went through a agency <laughs> that sets you up with like volunteer op- opportunities in the States. Okay. And they coincidentally found a spot in Little Rock. And it was like Little Rock and some other place. I even forgot what it was. When I heard Little Rock, I was like, oh, yeah, I know Jackson there. Let's do Little Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Little and, Rock. Yep. Right. And then I called Jackson. It was like, hey, I need a place to stay. And he, so a friend of his from college is a friend of Britney's. <laughs> no way. And he oh mentioned my to his friend that. I would need a place to stay. And she was like, oh, yeah, I know someone. And all of a sudden, I get this message from the super strange girl, Brittany, who's like, you can stay with me. And I was like, oh, no, not a girl again. I hate girl roommates. They're always no. so stressful. So you rather, you rather have guy, guy roommates? Yeah. Like, I first lived with a girl. Wow. It was so terrible that after that, I always had guys as roommates. And they were way right. easier. Like, they might be messier or something. But... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have as much confrontation, and I'm a very confrontational person. So yeah, we... I know what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know what you mean by <laughs> that. And crazy. I even, even told Brittany that on the phone. I was like, I'm not sure if this is the best fit, and like, mm-hmm. I don't live too well with other girls. Maybe this isn't the best idea, and all that. Yeah. But yeah. in the end, turns out like rent was so freaking high that there was nothing that beat sharing rent with Brittany. <laughs> Oh yeah, so yeah. especially uh huh. Right, ahead. right. And I didn't have a car at first, and I worked downtown with Arkansas Hunger Relief Alliance. So okay. there was just no way to get like a place downtown, and I couldn't afford house and car if I had to rent downtown or something. Exactly. You know? So it was just crazy. So I was like, okay, let's go with the cheaper version. If we don't get along at all, I can still try to find something else. And it didn't even take like. A whole day, I think, until Brittany all of a sudden became my freaking best friend in the world. Like, she is just so awesome and so easy yeah. to live with that there was never a problem. Like, we still laugh about it today that, like, mm-hmm. technically I never wanted to move in with her. And now I have, like, one of my best <laughs> friends, man. <laughs> Isn't it wild? Yeah. And I mean, that's the good thing about, as most people say about our, and, and I sometimes like, uh, I don't really love, you know, living here, but. You know, the people are, are really pretty easy to get along with. Um, it's just simple life. Um, everybody's just, you know, going about their business, but pretty welcoming, you right. know, in, in some aspect as well. Totally. And like when I first came to Arkansas, you know, everyone that I know from the States was like, oh my gosh, why would you go to Arkansas? It's like the worst state. Like the only thing yeah. that's worth that is Mississippi and like mm-hmm. <laughs> do it and whatever. Yeah. And yeah, like while I worked down there, I went to some remote places that were really freaking bad and where I wouldn't have mm-hmm. wanted to stay, where also racism was just a huge issue. Yeah. But within Little Rock itself, it's like a different mm-hmm. world, man. Like, yeah, it's just really awesome. And mm-hmm. I rarely ran into like 
like this like everyone always said like everything's very separate and like you either mm-hmm. have these people or that people or whatever right. people. but when I think about the group of people I hung out with it was just everyone there like mm-hmm. literally everyone Little Rock was just a crazy experience awesome so what were some things you, you liked and then disliked about Arkansas Arkansas or Little Rock Arkansas overall <laughs> um yeah, I guess so. So, so you really, so it, I think you said you went to Hot Springs, right? At one right. Point. In okay. Hot Springs, I love the food. <laughs> the food of Hot Springs, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think most of the South, like people would say, probably the food of this. Right. Uh, the Hot Springs had like legit Italian pizza places, like not Americanized, real, like yeah. at those little cafes that made you like this beautiful mm-hmm. breakfast and stuff. So, Hot Springs was awesome when it came to food. <laughs> Yeah, def- uh, did you get to go to Eureka Springs? I don't think so. I might have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, because that's more of North. Like, I've never been, and people are like, oh, you've never been out Eureka Springs, but th- it's really beautiful up there. It's like, it's probably less than like an hour and a half from Fayetteville, where the Razorbacks are, <laughs> yeah, like University. But yeah, Eureka Springs is real beautiful, uh, like cafes, and they got the, the, the Crescent Hotel, which supposedly is haunted, but the it's, it's a really nice little t- yeah it's a really nice town they have like the old saloon area i've just kind of bits and pieces of what i've heard and everything but uh awesome yeah we should could have yeah, got to i, I don't that. think i ever went there yeah okay so you just were little rock and hot springs mostly well yeah and then um i mean with work you know mm-hmm. the arkansas hunger relief um alliance goes out for like uh snap out reach and um for gleaning projects and things like that and gotcha. i mean we went all the way to west memphis and basically went in each direction of Little Rock like three hours out sometimes mm-hmm. so i've been all over the place in arkansas like okay. great places like walnut ridge and stuff <laughs> yeah I know. yeah yeah for <laughs> walnut ridge Jones which is Bur- just a know. whole different world you know <laughs> it's it's different yeah because you're like you know you're in little rock it's a city and then you start branching off in the, in the east northeast arkansas or mm-hmm. southeast and it's just a different <laughs> it's totally a different, different. Yeah. it that part reminds me a lot more of mississippi than like the mm-hmm. south and even my husband he's never been to Little Rock at all mm-hmm. and he has a friend that like he knows from North Carolina from home uh-huh. his friend has been stationed in Little Rock with the Air Force for about nine years now oh wow so like forever like in a military career that's kind of forever because no one ever stays at one place for that long that's right so yeah. I was always uh-huh. trying to tell Vern that we should go to Little Rock and that we should turn that place in as like our favorite and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that leaves mm-hmm. no spot available. And he was always like, Oh, should we really go to Little Rock? Like, <laughs> it's probably the worst place ever. It's Arkansas, whatever. Now we're stuck yeah. nowhere in Mississippi. So that's way worse. But I took him to Little Rock mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. fall, I think. Okay. Either right before or after Christmas. I don't remember. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he just fell in love right away. Like, he all loved his it, yeah. ideas that he had before in his head about mm-hmm. Little Rock just, like, went right out the window. And he was like, this place is awesome. We have to come back here. I was like, I told you so. <laughs> most, 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 most definitely. So, uh, kind of, so tell us how, how you guys met. So, so you were here in Arkansas, what, six months? Yeah, about Ish. six months, like five and a half ish, five something. Okay, and I, I came in April and I left in September. So. Okay, you had to go back. We were sad to see you leave. You, you went back, and then how did you meet your uh, husband? 
funny story. Okay. <laughs> I had a Tinder account that I, uh-uh. Brittany's going to hate this one, but I had a Tinder account for Brittany where I set Brittany up on blind dates. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I remember you saying something about that. <laughs> yeah, it was real funny for me, not necessarily for Brittany all the time. <laughs> oh, <funny>. gosh. <laughs> and so when I first went home to Berlin, I still had it on my phone and I landed in Berlin at the airport and I opened my phone and I was waiting for the baggage for my for my suitcases mm-hmm. and I came across the app and I was like, oh, I got to delete this. And I clicked on the app and saw like this dude. He was the first picture that popped up mm-hmm. and his name was Vernon and I'm a humongous Harry Potter fan, huge Harry mm-hmm. Potter fan. And so his name was Vernon, which already mm-hmm. kind of caught my attention. I was like, which person's called Vernon in real life, you know? Right. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. <laughs> and it said his bio only said, <laughs> um, I'm a muggle in the streets, but a wizard in the sheets. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's such a nerd thing. That's something probably it's so I do terrible. With, yeah, yeah with so Marvel. Just, yeah. Like, swiped on him and was like this is funny and as I swipe on him I see we're a match right away so Uh I texted him and was like hey I'm about to delete this here's my number that was all I did and then I deleted the app and by the time I made it to my apartment Mm -hmm. I had a message on my phone from him and was like hey we just matched and I saw you deleted your profile and I'm so (laughs) glad you gave me your number and (laughs) nice and we just got to talking and we became like best friends like I never even thought of him romantically at all like I was actually involved with someone else and he was the one listening to me whine before Mm -hmm. I went to bed like (laughs) and he though always tells everyone the story that the moment he met me he knew I was gonna be his wife and he was gonna turn me like I friend zoned him so hard and he always said nah nah one day she's gonna wake up and it was true I woke up one day (laughs) There you, there you go, pr- proving the doubt is wrong. He was just like, yep, set in stone. Awesome. And so you guys were together a year before you got engaged? Um, about or? eight months until he proposed. Everything went really okay. quick. Like, we, gotcha. he started dating in November, I think. And in January, <laughs> um, I had to figure out if I was going to stay in Berlin after my training or mm-hmm. if I was going to apply somewhere else. And gotcha. at home with Vern at my parents' place. And we were talking about how like I really didn't like Berlin I loved my employer but I hated Berlin it's just not my place gotcha I wanted to come back home down south which is about eight hours south of Berlin and um, about two and a half hours away from Bern Mm -hmm. And then my mom was like, why would you even come down here? Once you want to move in with Vern, you're going to have to find new work again. And Vern sits there and is like, yeah, why don't you just move in with me? And I was like, dude, we've only been dating for two months. Like, what? (laughs) He's like, what? Are you serious? (laughs) And like, I'm not the fast track kind of girl usually. And like, all my boyfriends have always kind of been like weekend boyfriends. Like, no one that lived in town that I had to see every single day and things like that. So that was like just the really weird thing that he offered that. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, but I did it. I did it anyway. Like, I decided to move in. And I was like, if it doesn't work out, you know, I can always move out again. Like, it's just not that terrible. But it worked out. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the rest is history. So, and then yeah. uh, did you find out early he was in the army? What was your take on that? You're like, oh, well, if we get married, you know, I'm an army wife, you know, we and we may have to move. I'm sure those things crossed your mind, like, oh, we may have to move. But it, I'm sure it wasn't like a huge issue. Um, I'm probably going to have yeah. to correct this because they don't like that. He's not in the army. He's in the Air Force. And they don't he's like He's in the Air Force. So oh. they don't like to hear this. You know, you probably, and, and it's bad as, of me as a host. I, I couldn't remember, but, I, you know, I'm normally, and I'm like, oh, I want to get it right. So Air Force, gotcha. Yeah, he's gotcha. in the Air gotcha. Force, right? Gotcha, But gotcha. yeah, like, I don't know. My brothers, all three of my brothers are in the military, in the okay. military. Um, okay. The oldest one is a, in is having a career in the military because it works a little different in Germany. You either are like enlisted or you have a career. Okay, right. The oldest one has a career, and my youngest mm-hmm. brother, who's still older than me, but he's my youngest brother, um, he mm-hmm. he's enlisted. His wife's enlisted, and my middle brother actually um, separated from the military and is now working like a regular person. But um, So I kind of was familiar a little bit with the military, but it works very different in Germany. Mm -hmm. So they don't really leave their station at all. They're assigned to one place unless they ask to be moved. Mm, Then it's rather questionable if you get to be moved. Like they need a reason to be moved. It's not like in the States where you just move your post every three years or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I didn't know that we would have to leave sooner or later. I knew Vern Mm -hmm. still had two years in Germany. So I didn't really think Mm -hmm. that far out. But once we really were confronted with the situation that we had to leave, it was a lot worse than I thought it would be. Yeah, 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 most definitely. And then, and then, uh, you guys, um, Mississippi comes up how in uh, in all this? Uh... So technically, what happens is like nine months before you um, PCS, so permanent change of station is what that. Yeah. Um, okay. You get it, or there's a list available with overseas positions. Um, mm-hmm. We found out that we had to leave Germany after that overseas position was out. So. We couldn't choose anything overseas. We couldn't choose to stay in Germany or go to England or Italy or something like that. So mm-hmm. we knew we had to go stateside. And so about, I think like four or five months out before we went, we had to leave, is the stateside list with positions for his rank and his career field. And okay. it was only like two bases. It was Columbus or San Antonio. Oh, wow. We didn't want to go to San Antonio because we both don't like big cities and the base is like literally in the Mm -hmm. city center. So we were like, we're going to have to live in the city and we just didn't want that at all. And then we found Mm -hmm. out that um, Columbus is only four hours from Little Rock. That's right. Hours from Atlanta, two hours from Memphis, five hours from New Orleans. So we were like, actually a cool spot to be at, like, because you travel so easily. Exactly. So that's what we chose from the two bases that we could choose from, and clearly we got it immediately because no one else wants to go there. So almost, oh, yeah, I'm sure it's probably the last on the list. Right. <laughs> you, so now we're in Columbus, Mississippi, out in the nowhere. It's an hour to the next bigger city in all directions. Okay, gotcha. And and how's it been in Mississippi and with all the history there? How's it living there and and everything, especially what's going on kind of now? Um, it's difficult. Like, yeah, yeah. At first, when we first moved here, mm-hmm. the reason why I originally thought this was going to be a good place to be is because it's over sixty percent of African American population. Now it's going to be awesome for my husband. Uh-huh. In uh-huh. case no one's known this yet, he's black. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I was always worried that if we went to the South and we get to a place in the South that's like 3% African American, mm-hmm. then who knows what's going to happen to me and my husband, you know, like, mm-hmm. or like mostly for him, but they probably won't be happy to see the both of us together either. Yeah. yeah. So I, I originally thought this would be a good place, but it turns out that those 60% are being very much like undermined and mm-hmm. in poverty and no one gives much Mm -hmm. of a care about it like it's just freaking ridiculous like the downtown schools and all these things they're just like legit underfunded and like it almost (laughs) seems like they want to keep things the way they are you know yeah been in that mindset Mm -hmm. yeah it's like all other schools in like caledonia and all those super white neighborhoods (laughs) they're (laughs) super well funded and everything (laughs) but everything that's downtown it's just defunded and whatever so the inner city yeah Right. Like, it's real crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, then nothing ever really happened. Like, people don't look at us very weird. um, Mm -hmm. I I think they looked at us weirder sometimes in Germany than they did here. But that might also be where I'm from. Most people have never even seen a black person. So they probably just were, like, confused about Bird in general. Yeah. But down here, it didn't seem as much of an issue until I realized that I just was kind of blind to it because it doesn't yeah. happen to me it happens to my husband and unless mm-hmm. he points it out I mm-hmm. don't really realize it I'm too German or too naive for it and then once you do realize it I actually started getting scared like when Vern says he's mm-hmm. gonna go I don't know he's gonna go to the gas station real quick to to get a drink mm-hmm. or something and it's already yep. right out I'm like I'm not happy about this you're not happy and, and, and I tell you Jen's not either like she's like she tries to be with me and there's some like and and then something happened you like you forget like you know you get told that right and nothing happens for, and then something ha- and you're like well I'm back into that like oh wow you know I've got to now look over my my shoulder and, and be prepared you know right totally yeah yeah so in Germany we don't have guns there my husband okay. had a had a gun before he moved to Germany and he left it with his uncle because he can't take it with him. So um, when we first came back here, he got that gun again from his uncle in Florida. And I got super ups- upset and was like, how the heck? I, I don't want to have a gun in my house. And like, you know, right. Germans are really, we don't have guns. Like, it's just not normal for us. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's right, really freaking right. weird. Mm-hmm. And now he won't go anywhere without his gun. As soon as he sits in the car, the gun is on him. And I'm always worried. I always tell him, Vern, what if a cop pulls you over and you have a gun on you? Exactly. This is so terrible. But he always says the chances that a cop's Mm going to pull him over are way lower Mm -hmm. than the chances that some idiot is going to start something with him and he has nothing to defend himself. Yeah, And I just started hitting this point where I was like, he knows better than I do because, I mean, clearly mm-hmm. it's his life and I don't mm-hmm. have this experience because so I can't judge it. But it mm-hmm. drives me crazy, but it gives him safety. So yeah, that's good. Whatever yeah, could, feel good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, kind of what you were talking because and I don't know if people many people I don't know if you know, it's not like as far as just touching on like Mississippi, they're like last and everything, like they're number 50 and Arkansas was like 49. I think they're like 44, 45, like just with school funding, just the poor, like, like as far as like rich, 
poor states and stuff. Everything. Like, We're legit number 50 for everything. Health. Yeah, and that's health so problems, sad. Everything. We're 50 in anything you can think yeah. of. <laughs> and, and it's so sad. And I mean, and, and something else I want to bring up, like, uh, you know, the actor Morgan Freeman. Right. If you're familiar with him. So he's from Mississippi. And if I'm not mistaken, in 2009, his high school had their first integrated prom. I bet. That was Just imagine. Like, and I was like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Like, it's freaking insane. So I just yeah. got, so the downtown high school, the high school, well, like technically the Columbus Municipal School District High School. Uh-huh. We just did, I'm working for a publisher again, and we did a graduation special because the kids didn't really get to graduate this year because of COVID. Right. And mm-hmm. all the pictures of the municipal Columbus School District. It's all black kids. There's not a single white kid in that school. Mm-hmm. Not a mm-hmm. single one. So although they say it is desegregated, it is not. It clearly it is not. not. Like Mississippi mm-hmm. is strange as heck. You feel like you're just like thrown back 30 mm-hmm. years or something. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and before I kind of wind it down here. Um, so uh, with all of what's going on, I, I'm sure... You just, I mean, and and me and Jen talk all the time. Um, like you were just saying, like you know, you fear your husband; he's going to the gas station. What's your take, kind of briefly, like what's been going on? Um, it just seems like you would think with COVID, everybody's in the house, and then you know, it happened with Mr. Floyd. You know, he died, loses his life. Right. Like, what do you? What, yeah, I'm sure. Like, it's like wow. You know, is this probably the much as you've seen? You probably seen on TV and read about it, but right. I mean, this kind of hits home into a certain extent. I mean, honestly, like while we still lived in Germany, or specifically before <laughs> I had Mern in my life, mm-hmm. you would mm-hmm. hear things like that every once in a while. Whenever a case was so right. big that it actually made it to Germany, like Floyd, now mm-hmm. you know, right, um, right. Then, like, you would hear it, but because it's not really your life and it's in a different country, you're, like, just shaking your head and you're like, oh, my gosh, but that's it. Then you just put it aside again. You're kind of going about your business. Right. And Mm -hmm. now it just Mm -hmm. hits home. Like, this is literally, Mm -hmm. like, so freaking real. And then you start digging and you realize that this is, like, everyday problem. It's not once a year someone is being shot or something like that. Mm -hmm. It just pops Mm -hmm. up and pops up and pops up, and it's just crazy. And then my friend even told me that apparently the Lowndes County, where we live in, is one of Mm -hmm. the highest rates of mysteriously disappearing people of color. Wow. And I was like, wait, wait, wait a second. So what is this supposed to mean? And my friend was like, that Mm -hmm. means if people want to get rid of someone, they get rid of them. And I believe it. There's a lot of people that are corrupt in the U.S. And just, I mean, the other countries that have, but definitely the U.S. I mean, it has a definitely a a record of that. And it's like, like, it's come so far that that friend of mine, she's also a black girl. She's, she's legit, like, afraid to, like, step in and like get yeah. into an argument with someone of position because she's worried right. that they might knock on her door and be like ta-da you're disappearing you know like <laughs> oh, it's crazy wow. yeah, to have but... to consider the fact that this is a possibility like mm-hmm. it's just crazy it is it is this is something yeah yeah it, it's got and I think that just and, and it was crazy I just saw a photo of 
a bunch of women and, and they were white. They were protesting and I, and it was like a line of them and they were and one was pregnant. Damn. And getting shot with like tear gas, black <laughs> gas. Just let you know, George Floyd's death. It had a tremendous effect. Right. Um, yeah, and so that everybody's uniting together, you know, as much as they can, uh, because they, they knew how wrong that was, you know. Right. Like it's just yeah. it's just freaking crazy. And I think if you think back on like the history of America, the fact that so many, <laughs> especially white females now, and I guess that has <laughs> to do with the fact that they've been oppressed for long enough as well. That is exactly. And there's but, more battles, just not that. Right. Yeah, but on. I kind yeah, of feel yeah, like yeah. the fact that even so many white females, sometimes clearly even white males, speak up mm -hmm. for all these mm -hmm. issues now, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. means that really something is happening finally. Like, exactly. At least that's what I yeah. want to believe. <laughs> right. And we hope. And then, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of hope. Hopefully everybody has that. Hopefully things will get better. Right, now. because I don't think that in any other riots or or protests or whatever that there has ever been as many white people also standing up. Like, it was just always like, it's not my problem, so whatever. Exactly. And now it's captured mm -hmm. people's attention. Yeah, and so forth. Well, so last few minutes here, kind of wanted uh, Oktoberfest. <laughs> So uh, I, I probably got a million questions, but kind of want to narrow it down. Like, um, when was the first Oktoberfest you went to, and how long is it? Kind of give us a little brief uh, background of that, and, and and yeah, talk about that uh, a little bit. So Oktoberfest is once a year in basically mm -hmm. two major cities in the south of Germany: Munich and Stuttgart. Stuttgart's where I'm from, so okay. Um, that's awesome. also what the town Stuttgart, Arkansas, is named after. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. It was that. apparently okay. founded by someone from Stuttgart, Germany. So, wow. Yeah. Wow, neat, neat. Okay. And, Very cool. Yeah. So, it's usually like it starts in late October, ends in early November mm -hmm. for like two, okay. three, four weekends. I'm not sure how long. Yeah. And it's just like this just huge fair with like all kinds of, um, you know, for one, like stuff like carousels and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then also little stands where you can like buy bratwurst and beer and wine just yeah. things like that and then it has yeah. big old tents like tents that are bigger than a house where there's huge parties in there like you usually have a live oh, band and the party just goes on all day it starts at 10 a.m in the morning it ends at 10 a.m at uh, 10 p.m at night and wow it's just a bunch of drunk people it's pretty crazy <laughs> <laughs> Oh my and goodness. I think the first time I attended it was probably as a baby, even in my mom's womb, I guess, because that's what Germans do, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's insane. I bet that's. I bet you've seen some crazy stuff oh, go down. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I had, yeah. I had a friend there. Yeah. It was so funny. I was at, I think, oh, yeah, that was the year after I came back from California, so it was 2015. I was at okay. Oktoberfest with two of my cousins and my cousin's best friend. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. and we were dancing on the tables and stuff, and we were partying <laughs> hard, and Anna just straight up fell off the table and, like, pretty much hit everything she could have hit. Yeah. And on the way to the train station, she also fell onto the train tracks. She was so done, man. Oh, my god! The next morning was a Monday. All of us had to go back to school, to work, to whatever. Yeah. And I was sitting yeah. in the train back to university, <laughs> 
and I'm getting this text message from her. She's like, everything hurts. My cheek is blue. What happened? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, just like a war. It's like the hangover. Like, right, and she just legit had no memory. But that's what happens at Oktoberfest. Like, that's pretty yeah. much Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah, like Little Rock, they had one for a few years. They don't, it's defunct. They, they don't have it anymore. What's that? Uh, yeah, I know. But we did get, and it's sad because um, uh, I think it was, was either, how you might have been gone, but they did open a, uh, it's a German Bruhaus place. It's called uh, Fassler Hall. Yeah, we went there when we came back this, like, fall. Okay, winter. you did get to come. <laughs> okay, I was wondering. Yeah, I love that place. And now we live downtown, so uh, I haven't been there in a while, but I love that place. And, they, I mean, it's really, I would say semi-authentic to an extent definitely when when Vern yeah. and I went there we saw and Brittany always told me about it because it opened up mm-hmm. like pretty much right after I had left Little Rock it did it just yeah yeah and yeah. I never went there and she always told me about it and so we went this year and mm-hmm. we first thought that it was like kind of odd things on the menu but then we ordered it yeah. and it was like legit pretty much as German as you could get it over here it was really good yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I think there's only a few. There's one in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I want to say there's another one. But yeah, when Little Rock got one, it's near uh, New Bowling Alley. They put it right. In, so. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, uh, Wendy, appreciate you being on. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you soon. I know uh, too, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a because uh, we saw it. Like, yeah, we just saw you what about a year ago? Yeah, at Brittany's um, housewarming party. Brittany's housewarming. You came. That was in. we just moved yeah. to Mississippi. It was like two weeks after we moved here, and she said she had a housewarming party. I was like, I'll be there. <laughs> you just gotta come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. We'll appreciate you being on. And totally. uh, Jen thanks says, for having me. Yeah, yeah. Jen says hi. By the way, yes, yeah, say hi to Jen too. <laughs> I sure will. And tell your husband we say hello. Hopefully, we get to. Uh, Yes, uh, totally. He's super excited about you guys. I've told him way too much. (laughs) Awesome. So he's just, yeah, we just got to put two and two together. Right. (laughs) Awesome. We appreciate you being on. You guys have a great night. Totally. You too. Okay. Bye-bye.